Welcome to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and wrap it all together with some practical business strategies. In this episode number 45, we're breaking down one of my favorite things ever, and that is pricing strategy. Now, I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible because we can get into very, very complicated waters. So as always, I'm going to try to break it down. So we're going to go over the basics of services and products, then about upselling and downselling and what that can do, and then bring it all together and end with perceived worth. Let's get into it. So first, the basics. So when we're, <laughs> this is something I learned when I started selling myself as a speaker. And in my upcoming speaking course, or if you're listening to this in the future, my current speaking course, um, I break down the um, psychology, and basically not even the psychology, the pricing of your speech, of how to price it, when to price it, when to bring up the price. I break that all down in my course that's coming up if you're listening to this when it is released. Um, so that is coming up, so you can definitely learn a lot through there, taking you from A to Z, from having nothing to becoming a paid public speaker. I'm very, very proud of it. It took me a long time to build and create, and I'm very proud of the end result. But we're not here to talk about that. Um, here to talk about pricing in general. Now, I know you've seen this. I'm going to start off with just a very simple um, strategy, because I know you've seen this. Um, is when you sign up for a service or maybe you're signing up for a free service and they have pricing options, you'll see almost always three different prices. And, and just recently I actually saw like scientifically business, I call it whatever, however you want to call it, based evidence for these. But I've been doing this instinctually. I realized with some of the products that I've been creating, um, is why and how to price. So this is where I'm going to start because this is very simple. Um, when you're creating a product, especially a digital product, a service, a subscription, um, you know, something where you can have different tiers, different levels of access, having three different levels of pricing works really well because um, this is how the brain interprets it is that you see the first one and it's cheap. So let's just use it, just as you an imaginary number, um, let's say $99, okay? $99 for this service, Yep. So, I mean, it's not really on the high end, right? It's a little bit more, more expensive than the average person would buy, but it's really not on the high end in, in terms of services. Okay, $99, that's the base package. Then you can go to the next product and maybe that's $149 per month. I'm just gonna use this per month, okay? Um, so $449 per month. Okay. And then you go to the next one. The next one, this is a whopping $299 a month. Whoa. That's like the premier business, you know, package that big businesses use, right? Whatever. And, and, and just so you know, this pricing structure is actually something is real pricing structure for a product I'm developing for something else. Like this is, this is actually this is this is a real thing that's happening. This pricing structure for something else I'm building, um, on the side over so for something completely different. Um, what does this do? Because 
um, ideally, you should be making the most money and you should want for people to buy the middle product. It's the one that makes the most money, it's the best product, and it has everything that you that you want to sell and has, and has most of the things that people need. So that's like the best product. And you'll always see this, almost always, you'll see, you know, um, most valuable or, or um, the most popular package. It's just the one that they want you to buy. Okay, it's probably the most po it's the most popular because it's the one that you lead people to buy. Now, what does this do? Why do you have the other two packages then if you only want really people to buy this one? And it's okay if people buy the other ones, but you really want them to buy this one. Well, the first package, what it does is it sets a base price. So it's saying like this amount of things is worth $99. Well, if you, but for only $50 a month more, you can add these really valuable features. And this is just the base, like this is the real one that you're selling. You just take away some of the features for the base product. So you go, oh, only $50 more, I get these really valuable things. Then what do you do? You go to the next one, $299, right? And has more valuable things, but you know what? It's, it, that's, that's really expensive. Look how good of a deal this $149 one is. And you might have seen this in a show called Brain Games. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. It's a really interesting show. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely my type of interesting and just delving into the psychology of things. Um, but they did one on pricing and they used popcorn, um, movie theater popcorn as an example. And you can test this. You can go into a movie theater, look at the popcorn prices, and almost always they'll have the small, which right, you know, maybe you know, most people aren't going to buy because it's, so, it's too small. And usually people are going to movies with two or more people. I personally like going to movies with just myself. It's really nice and relaxing when you have an empty theater, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> but so the small, right, you, you don't really, pe most people aren't going to buy the small. But for only a dollar more, you can buy the medium. Whoa, awesome. But And the large is like $4 more than that. Like, wow, no, I'm going to buy the medium. That's the best deal. But let's change that example. Let's. What if it's a small, let's say, was, was let's say um, $3, a small popcorn, which is ridiculous for popcorn. <laughs> um, it, it's, oh my gosh, don't even get me started about popcorn prices. But... So $3, let's say, for the small. And it was $8 for the medium. And then maybe it was $10 for the large. Most people would probably either be buying the large or the small. Not many people would be buying the medium because it seems like a bad deal. See where this, see, see where this is going. Is that by just changing one of them. Whereas if you change, let's say, um, the small was $7. Most people would be buying the medium. And in, in this terms, as far as popcorn prices go, obviously you want people to buy the biggest one. So because supposedly you make the most money off that. If unless for some reason you make less money off the largest one, you want people to buy in the middle one. And this is see, and it's fascinating because just by changing one of the numbers, you can alter what products people are buying. And of course, you have to have a good product. I'm not just talking about deceiving people. Like if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I'm never about deceiving anybody, about lying to anybody, like about tricking people. Like that's, that's not at all. But this is just practical business tactics. You want your business to make money so that way it can continue to run. And so by maximizing profits, um, I'm the way I see it is the more profits 
I maximize, the more good and the more products I can create for people that actually need this, the more problems I can solve. Because at its essence, I've said this before and I will always say this, the purpose of a business should be to solve a problem. You solve someone's problem in exchange for money. That's how a business should run, not off of lying and tactics and making up things. And that's just that's just wrong. Okay, that's wrong. Okay, right? We're all clear on that. All right. So, um, at its essence, right? I think I, th- I think this is like a pretty practical like look at pricing. Is if you have three tiers, you're able to give one the most worth by simply adjusting the prices of the other ones. So the classic example is having the middle one be the one where you make the most money versus like how for some reason, like for example, a product I'm creating, the middle one makes the most money because of the amount of time that's spent in, um, in servicing, in giving, in actually creating this product for the person on a month-to-month basis. It gets it's a it's a little complicated to explain without actually revealing what the product is, which it's not launched yet, so I can't. Um, but that's kind of um, that's where we make our most money, and we made sure that the what we offered it was structured to where we make the most money on the middle package. We make less money. We make the least money actually on the big package, and we and we make the mi- middle amount of money on the lowest package. So we want people to buy. We expect people to buy the lowest package. Um, at least a certain number. Anyway, I've gotten way off topic. Okay. That's why I have an outline. That's why I give, that's why, that's why, um, I give you this structure beforehand to try to keep me on track. But when it comes to a podcast, um, I, I'm a lot more loose than when I'm up on stage public speaking. So, and when we're talking about services, you can structure it this similar way, or maybe if you just have one product and you don't want to create various products for whatever reason, um, there's two ways to price. Well, three kind of. We'll get into the third way really at the end. Um, but really, the two main ways of pricing: looking what other people have priced their products and pricing them similarly. Um, you can see this um, in terms of like um, different social media scheduling services, uh, such as Hootsuite and Buffer. Um, they're pretty much the same prices for what they offer. Pretty much, um, you can see this in a lot of different competitors. Is that It'll just be the same price as all the other ones because when it comes to certain types of industries, you you really don't care about the product so much as the price, especially if it's just a one-off product. That's one way. The other way is to charge whatever you want. <laughs> like, and that's why it comes like with speaking. I'll give you a little tidbit: is that in the end, in the very very end, what it comes down to is you just charge what you want to charge, what you what the product you think the product is worth, you charge that and you let it go. And if it doesn't sell well, maybe you need to price it lower or maybe you need to price it higher um, to give it more perceived value, which again, I'm teasing for the end. So that's that's the, that's the way to charge, that you just will have a one-off product, look at what other people are charging for something similar or just charge what you think it's worth and, and then see how it works. Like in the end, um, it, it a lot depends not necessarily on the price, but how you market it and how you sell it. That's in the end what really matters. So I want to spend a little bit of time though on upsells and downsells. Um, what an upsell is, I mean, and you've seen this, is that you buy something and you say, well, you can add on this for only this much more. And usually they'll give a discount like I do this for my course. Uh, for my upcoming course, I created another mini course on personal branding that I'm going to sell along with it as an upsell. 
and I'm very I'm being upfront about it. You know, an upsell. I'm not being like shady about an upsell. An upsell is designed to give you more value in addition to the value already given, um, and and at a price. So I'm giving you a discount on what I'll charge for the course if you buy it when you sign up for my public speaking course. And that, that gives you more value and that increases profits for me. Everybody wins. Like every like that's the point. Everybody is happy with this exchange. You get a discounted price, I make more money, and then I can do more um as far as business building, doing more for you, creating more products. Everybody wins in this regard. So that's just it's just it's just simple, right? So in, in terms of an upsell, an upsell should be relevant to the product. It should provide value to the person who is buying the product, right? Your target market. If someone's buying a product, let's say my public speaking course. Um, if someone was buying my public speaking course, then all of a sudden I said it had an upsell for, I don't know, something like um, time management. It really wouldn't, it doesn't like translate, right? You know, like it could work. And if I sold it in a certain way, like public speakers, time management, I guess it could kind of work. But it's kind of weird, right? Having a public speaker, like a, I created a course specifically for public speakers, for people interested in public speaking on how to develop your personal brand. Like very targeted, very specific, and it makes a really good addition to the content that's in my course. So it's a really just roundabout, it's a really great addition. Um, it's not like I took something out of the course and then I'm charging you extra for it. This was truly an addition to an already complete course um nothing and it's a really like long it's it's a really in-depth like for the amount that i'm going to be charging for it it is very very much worth it like it is it is a really good price on what i'm charging for it and that's my goal is to give you a lot of value at a discount when you sign up for that course um and that's kind of and that's 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 the psychology of upselling right pretty simple I'll try to keep it simple for that but then when it comes to pr building perceived value now I'm going to, I'll probably have more episodes in kind of talking about this, sort of-ish. Um, the thing with perceived, building perceived value is all in how you sell it, how you market it. So let's say I'm going to sell you this mug, okay? Um, I'm going to sell you this mug. Now, I could sell you a mug and go, okay, other mugs on the market are going for five bucks, okay? Let's just say that's not how much I paid for this mug, but let's say five bucks, okay? I'm gonna price this mug $5, there we go. Or I could say, well, I mean, what's different about it? Why would people pick my mug over another mug? Okay, what can I do to build its perceived value? And again, perceived value doesn't mean that you're making stuff up to make it look better. It means that you are showing the person why it is incredibly valuable to them. You're showing them. You're not just saying, oh, this is really, this is like, this is just really, this is a really special mug when it's really just an ordinary mug. No, I'm going to build perceived value either by changing the product or by showing my target audience how it's specifically applicable to them. So an example, changing the product. Um, I have a logo. So this is, this is actually a really great example. So I could have just bought a regular mug to hold my coffee in. And I, I've already had mugs. I already have mugs to hold my coffee. So it wasn't the fact that I needed a mug. No, I needed a mug with my new company's logo on it. 
See, and uh, and for those listening to the podcast, I'm also recording this. It's going to be up on my YouTube channel. Uh, Luke Maxwell um, communicate with confidence. I believe the channel is called. Yes, um, I, I'm showing the mug. It has my new company's logo on it. So I paid. I think at the end I got a I got a discount because I did it through my distributor. I think like ten bucks. I think yeah, in total because shipping was free. Yeah, ten bucks for this mug because it had my logo on it. So I could have bought a cheap mug probably for ninety nine cents at the dollar store, but instead I paid ten times that amount to get a picture that I wanted on the mug. Because I'm gonna use this in videos. And so this is where we're delving into. And in fact, this is a really great example. Like I love, I'm really loving this example right now. I'm, I'm so glad I had this mug with me because this is not where I originally wanted the podcast to go. And that's why I like doing this podcast because I can do different things. I can go different places and it's not as rigid as a public giving a public speech, which is very on point and which I always make sure to keep on point. I love this medium a lot. Like I really, really do. Um, so Let's delve into this for a second. So building perceived value. So a regular mug, what's its value? It holds stuff. Boom, 99 cents, right? It holds your hot liquids, right? It holds your coffee, holds your tea, or whatever you want it to hold. It holds a liquid. It can hold anything because it is a mug. Boom, that's its value. It's 99 cents because that's what it is. And I don't know. I haven't bought a mug, and I haven't. Bought, I don't think I've ever bought a normal mug. I've always bought special mugs, so I don't even know how much a normal mug actually goes for, which is kind of sad and weird, but also an insight into my life and how and how important coffee is to me, and how important my mugs are to me. Um, wow, I've, that's actually a really interesting insight into my life. Anyway, moving on. Um, so let's just say, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I've. I'm pretty sure I've seen um, coffee mugs at the dollar store. Uh, when I used to buy food there in, in my old, oh boy, yeah, that's another, that's another story time that I might end up doing. I used to, yeah, for when I worked, I used to buy all my food at the dollar store. Um, hey, life, hey, life-saving tip. It was not the healthiest thing, but boy, did it save me money. And I needed to save money at that time. Um, <laughs> oh boy, what does this podcast episode become? So that's a normal mug, right? But I want, I wanted, I wanted something different. So here we are, like, so let's say my distributor, I'm already a customer with them. I buy stuff through them. I, I have my merch through them for my different projects. So I, I'm already a customer of them, but I am their, right? I'm their target market. I'm an entrepreneur looking for a cheap and easy solution to merch, customize merch, right? They ship, they do everything for me. They ship, they create, they ship. Uh, everything is taken care of. I don't have to touch it. And sure, I make less money because of it, but I don't have to touch the actual product, and that is worth it to me. So I am their target market. I'm their ideal customer. Maybe not their ideal, ideal customer, because I hope they would want someone who sells a lot. But anyway, that's beside the point. Whew. Perceived value. So what is the value of this mug to me? Right, their ideal audience. So this is this is something that they would do, right? So a customized mug. Why is this important to me? Okay. So as an entrepreneur, so I'm gonna pretend to be the company right now, okay? And obviously, I think it's pretty obvious why I would want this mug, but I'm gonna actually go through the steps so that way you can apply it to your industry as well and what you're selling as well. So I'm gonna pretend to be the distributor right now. Say, okay, we should we should create um a mug that that people can put their whatever image they want on there. 
And you go, okay, well, why would we do that? What And how much would we charge? Okay, so let's say, how much would it cost for us? Okay, it's going to cost, let's say $10. We're going to end up the end product for the person buying this. Say, well, that's a lot of money compared to a normal mug. How can we justify that cost? And then that's their job to go, okay, that's a marketing job or the sales, whoever, product development job. Say, okay, well, why would they pay this much for this mug? Why would they pay $10 for a mug? Okay, one is a gift. And that's true. I did literally give this as a gift to my business partner, right? So, um, right, as a gift, okay? Because selling a customized mug shows that you care. So giving a customized mug to somebody shows that you care, boom, as a gift. But that's not really a primary market because we want people to do this in mass. So maybe that's not a primary reason, even though it's maybe a reason, right? That's a reason, maybe a secondary reason we can write under. Okay, so secondary reason or maybe like third reason, triatory, triatory, I always have a problem with that word. Okay, primary reason though, why would they pay this much? Okay, um, one is to sell, okay, that's probably the main reason. The main reason is because they want to sell this, okay? They, in order to sell a custom mug, if they buy it and then they resell it, they can sell it for much more money. That's a primary reason, okay? Boom, primary reason why they would pay this much, awesome, okay? What are some secondary reasons though? And this is delving in, okay, how would they perceive this to be valuable, okay? They perceive it to be, oh, this is the primary reason why we want people to perceive its value because this is where we make the most money. Okay, secondary reason though. We have a third reason, right, as a gift, right? That doesn't make them much money. That doesn't make us much money, right? I'm pretending to be the people. <laughs> so that doesn't make us much money, so we're not really gonna worry about that. That's, a, that's just an outcome. We're not gonna sell it as that, okay? Secondary reason though. Well, people want custom things in order to showcase, in order to add to content they create, in order to add to the legitimacy of their business, of their brand. And this is why I got these mugs. And so that way when we have, we're in our videos, we can have our mugs and people go, oh, wow. It adds that little touch of branding, of authority, and saying we're not just two kids sitting in front of a camera, we're actually business people. We dress the part and we have, you know, so we have things with our brand and logo on it. That's why it's worth this much to me. Because even if I let's say I bought a hundred different products, um, all I need to do is make one sale <laughs> and it and it buys back and it, and it pays for all these different products that I use to build my authority. So it's obviously worth it. It's obviously worth it to me to buy this. And if I even just get one conversion, one sale out of it, um, over the course of a year, it, it's paid itself back. And so that's just the kind of thinking that that's the kind of thinking to do. And of course, there's a lot more to do. I've already been rambling on for a long time and I want to let you go. So basically, just to recap, um, when it comes to just the basics is that you can price things just the way you want based on um, competitor research or, or based on how much people actually buy it for um, regarding to sales and moving around the price. I don't really recommend changing the price often because that can lead to other people who buy the product, see it at a lower price later and go, hey, what what the heck? Like. Why did I pay this much for it and now it's less? And it's just it's just it's just not a great thing to be constantly changing your price. Running promotions and stuff is a great way to try to test and see, well, would more people buy it if it's at this price? And then the second thing about that is 
setting up the pricing structure is changing the structure of the pricing in over multiple products to focus on the product that you want to set up the value of the product that you actually want them to buy um, by making let's say like by making for example the popcorn is that if you want people to buy the middle product then you price the small at seven dollars the medium at eight and then the large at 12. that makes the medium seem like an amazing deal and, but I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's a little bit of a sketchy example because most people see that and be like, wait, wait a minute. Why, why is it priced like this? This seems a little bit weird. Okay. Um, so look at examples around, like look at a bunch of different products and see how they price it and learn from them. Also upselling is a great way to increase your revenue and add more value to the product that is not already included in the product. And then Build perceived value by asking yourself, why would people buy this at a higher price than my competitor? How do I sell it? Do I make them feel better about buying it? Is there a greater utility for it? Is, is how, like, how does it make them feel to buy it at a higher price? Does it increase the value? Because sometimes if you just see something at a higher price, it looks more valuable. It could be the exact same product. It just seems more valuable. And I know like some people ethically will say like, well, you shouldn't like that seems like a little bit sketchy and seems wrong to charge more for something than if, if you're just changing the price. I mean, if people will buy it, I mean, if they see it as valuable and sometimes, and in some cases actually, I've read about a lot of cases where people have literally just increased the price and it's totally, it's blown out sales. Like the amount of sales they get compared to a lower price is insane because it increases the perceived value of the product. So just offering something cheap doesn't always work just because it's cheap. Not everybody is looking for a cheap fix. A lot of people are looking for something expensive to fix, to do it right. That's where I'm going to leave you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. Show notes and more, as always, are at lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast. Stay tuned for my speaking course coming out soon. I'll see you later. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things.